What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. It's episode 182. This, of course, is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael, and I'm joined, as always, by the so-host, Seth Ott. Hello. Hello. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty good pitch. You coming in with the... You looking for a harmony here? I want to get some falsetto. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You did the opposite of a falsetto. Did I? Uh, when falsetto. you said falsetto, yeah, that's better. Yeah, okay. that's better. what's the baritone? Is that what that is? The deep one. That is, yeah, that's pretty. That's not far off. I don't know. I barely know any more about music than you do. So that's pretty much the extent <laughs> to which I'm willing to carry this bit forward. Uh, let's bring in another individual with a beautiful, beautiful tenor voice. At Jared Buckendall. Tenor voice, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> actually, um, there it is. Not to no, not to sit here and actually, you guys, but the low voice, I believe it's actually, it's not a baritone, it's an ass tuba. <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. That's right. You're right. It's the ass tuba. Ass tuba <laughs> was my nickname in high school. <laughs> oh, no. People blowing <laughs> on it or what? Oh, no. God damn. Oh, that's nasty. One of my favorite Family Guy cutaways is um, this guy that walks around behind fat people and he plays the tuba. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the joke. And he just is following this guy and he's like, stop it. Stop it. Don't make fun of him. And he just, it's just fucking so dumb and simple and it <laughs> makes me laugh every time. Uh, I don't know if that counts as body shaming. I hope not because, you know, I got nothing against the big folks. But well, that was a funny bit. I'm not going to lie. Family Guy, you know, isn't necessarily known for their... PC jokes. Uh, there's there's one about That's driving right. that is pretty funny, but oh definitely God, is racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty goddamn funny too. All right, yeah, that's a good point. Family Guy, not a good barometer for what's socially acceptable. Yeah. I, I will grant you that. Um, yeah, there's some pretty funny, funny guy, pretty funny Family Guy shit funny, funny that I would not want to repeat in mixed company. Yeah, I would agree with you. Wow. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun this week. It's 182. Um, this is uh, this is the last uh, audio-only episode before uh, next week's live show over on the YouTubes. At Jared Buckendall. So we're going to be on the J-Buck Studios YouTube page at 8 p.m. Central Time on Thursday, the 18th of February. Um, so we hope you guys will join us there. Drop up in the comments. Uh, be a part of the conversation. Say what's up. Uh, we're gonna take some shots uh, for some anchor wankers. We're gonna play Wanker. some fun games. Uh, it's gonna be gonna be a great time. So we hope you'll join us uh, next week on the 18th for episode 183, which will be the live one. Um, but for now, we had to get through 182 first, uh, and you know m- maybe we won't even make it to 183. Who knows? I don't want to count my chickens. Oh no! Um, Show's why canceled. would you say such a thing? Yeah. Well, you never. I mean, you know, say la vie. Um, Lavi. I don't know. Yeah, that's a wonderful bewitched song for you '90s people out there. Yeah, bewitched song. I. Yeah, they sing "Say La Vie," man. What? Is <laughs> yeah. Bewitched from the '90s. Yeah, Bewitched. The band sings the song "Say La Vie." I just know Bewitched, the TV show from the '70s. Oh, the band is called Bewitched. Okay, mm-hmm. I th- I thought you were suggesting that the show Bewitched How- came out in the '90s, and I was like, that should. Oh no 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 no. How's what? that song go? Say la vie, right? What's what comes with uh, that? Hey girl, something. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm really bad with the lyrics, to be honest. I'm more of like a beat man. 
Ew. <laughs> okay, I didn't mean it. That. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Dang it! Now you have now you have an audio thing of me saying that. <laughs> He's the beat man. The beat man. I'm a beat He's man. He's the beat man. Scooby boop 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 boop. Be doop boop. Oh, oh man, God, you, you gotta pull that one for a fucking sounder <laughs> though. That's that's perfect. Yeah, we're definitely gonna get the beat, man. Uh, here's some of Bewitched. Uh oh. Hey hey hey. Hey hey hey. Huh. Hey. This is a dreadful music video. This song is awful. I puff, I huff, I puff, I blow you away. Ah, uh, see, I, do, I recognize it now. Say <laughs> lovey. I don't remember this. <laughs> One of the. They were doing a shot where they were showing each of the people from the band Bewitched, and one of them was lip syncing incorrectly to the music. I don't understand why that, how that makes the final cut, but there's Bewitched's, 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 Say La Vie. Uh, there that is. So there's Bewitches. a little blast from the past on the retro, uh, on the retro station there, Bewitched. Um, I don't know how we got to Bewitched, um, but there we are. And uh, so 182 coming down the pipe. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Super Bowl was this past weekend. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Also, a lot of movie news, um, especially coming out of the um, superhero section of the of the video store. And uh, also, big, big news, casting news for a show that we've been keeping an eye on uh, later on. And what, what do you think? Um, so we got a lot of fun stuff. We're also going to talk about some of the things we watched last week and give you guys a couple of reviews. So lots of fun stuff to get to. We're also going to bring back news and nonsense uh, a little bit later on, but Seth, we got to get uh, we got to get all lubricated and all loosened up and limbered up here. Um, so we need you to we need you to find us some titillating topics. Titillating topics. Are you ready? You ready to fire up the titillator? Uh, let's let's fucking. We're gonna now that she's warmed up. We're gonna go ahead and hit the titillator and pull up five to- topics. We're going and gonna help go ahead and discuss one of those five topics. <laughs> Cody, go ahead and fire up the titillator. <laughs> fire it up! Fire it up! <laughs> You know what I like doing? I just like firing up the titillator with my boys. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's very masculine titillation this week, Seth. What kind of uh, what kind of manly topics do we got to look at here? Well, here we go. It's the manliest topics you could probably pick. The first one, lighters. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. The next one, pipes. Mm. The third the one. right here. Third one. Blacksmiths. Right, right. Okay. Number four. The most dreadful thing on this planet. Communism. <laughs> <laughs> Not on <in> this podcast. <laughs> and finally, God's favorite treat. Pork. Pork. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. We talk about food a lot. Um, 
I have strong opinions about pork. I I, I didn't know. Um, have we talked about pork on the podcast? We probably have, because you know we're the Iowa boys. Uh, Welcome back to the Porkcast. Porkcast. Them Iowa boys are back to talk about some pork. Not I. I I, I think I was spoiled on, on really good Iowa pork, and now that I've left Iowa, I'm noticing the, the decrease in quality. Um, and that, so I like have, you know, I have, I have strong opinions about pork, and people think weird things about me. Because it's like, you, can, it, you can't even really say I'm being uppity about pork, because like you, pork isn't an uppity thing. Like rich people don't, I, th- I think rich people eat less pork. Um, so <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what position I'm in where I'm like, the like the lower middle class yuppie um who like wants quality pork from iowa i don't know it's a very confusing thing i'm curious like okay so obviously uh for uh, listeners out there cody you are on the west coast do they mm-hmm. like menu wise they don't just have like a pork chop on the menu they don't have maybe a pork tenderloin like i guess when you're being all these uppity you know about your pork what kind of pork options do they even have on menus out there Spam. I've seen tenderloins, <laughs> fair amount of tenderloins. Yeah, they're, I, I, you're probably getting a, a fair amount of spam in your uh, tenderloins out here. Um, I've I've seen a couple of pork chops. I've ordered a couple pork chops, and I will say I have enjoyed some pork out here. Um, but if I get a bad pork chop, someone's going to hear about it. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, I just don't. I don't want to eat bad pork. I don't know. I just don't. I can tell, too, when it's bad. That's the other thing. Like, um, have you ever gone out of state, out of Iowa, and eaten, like, sweet corn and tasted the difference and been like, ugh, this isn't... Is this how sweet corn tastes in other places? And I don't know. I think I feel like everybody has that... Uh, you know, Gina, my girlfriend, who's uh, she's from Buffalo, she would say the same thing about wings, no matter where she goes. And I just didn't know that we had that in Iowa until I discovered that I had it for uh, for the pork and... Um, to a lesser extent to, for the corn as well, because there's some really good corn that comes from other places. But if you're in the United States and you've had a good pork chop, probably it's from Iowa. I, that's um, that's kind of their leading, Iowa's leading thing, besides huh. racist senators. Yeah, yeah they, they're, <laughs> they're synonymous with the state, one and two, basically. <laughs> racist, um. racist senators and the, uh, the uh, apparent need to take away all human rights from living in this state. <laughs> yep, that too. I guess now that now that you say that, I didn't realize that Iowa was so you know like Iowa and pork like it it's the isn't isn't it like the pork capital of the USA or the world or something like that? Yeah, uh, people talk a lot about corn in Iowa, but we're not number one in corn or in soybeans, but we are the number one state as as the last I knew. This may have changed, but we're the uh, our state is the biggest exporter of pork in the U.S. Hmm interesting now i have a thing about pork for some reason you brought this up and it just kind of jogged a memory uh growing up my parents i don't know why again maybe it was just an iowa thing and we just had like the stereotypical iowa dinners and stuff but we'd always have like baked beans but the baked beans i don't like baked beans at all but uh the 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 (laughs) kind that they would get there'd always be like that piece of fat or that piece of pork in there or whatever i would always want that and out of the three children, we'd always have to fight over who got that piece of pork in the beans, essentially. Frank um, beans. I don't know if anyone else had that same problem growing up. Uh, I, we, we did okay. I didn't have to fight for most of my meals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that I think I know what you're talking about, but I think 
I, I'm, I'm more used to like there being plenty of pork in the beans for the whole family. So I don't, I, the singular, the piece, the singular piece of pork is that's new to me. I have not heard of this. Seth, have you, have you seen this? No, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of beans growing up. So no. What? Now, now I sound like a homeless person. Yeah. Did you also kick the can around when you got bored? <laughs> yeah, that was our toy, and we had to rinse it off, and then oh. boom. Um, you got no, a pet like rat. like the like the bushes, pork and beans or whatever. Maybe I'm making this up, but like each can had a piece of pork in it for flavor. I think with the well, talking dog. We, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe yeah. you're right. I, that, I guess that was the dog. I guess I'm used to pork and beans that has like a lot of pork in it, like s- several smaller pieces where it's like some pork in every bite. Um, but that's not. <laughs> that the I mean, you're probably right. You just throw some pork in every bite. Yeah. yeah. That was um, the can of beans that was 12 cents more. Yeah, yeah, we definitely yeah. didn't have that 12 cent more uh, can, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, that, actually, that explains um, you guys eating cans of beans straight out of the can around a campfire when you grew up. It really explains <laughs> Jill's sounder that she... Uh, please use those words correctly. It was it was a burn barrel. It was not a bonfire. <laughs> so there you go. Sorry, the burn barrel. While you guys were singing your uh, your barbershop tunes around the around the burning fire there, um, but this is actually the the sounder that Jill wanted when she first came on the show. I didn't know it was because you guys used to just eat cold beans. I, I didn't <laughs> that was news to me. This is me connecting the dots. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Easter eggs for episode 182. Here's what you didn't know about the beans. <laughs> the beans. Jill would go to school with a black eye and they'd be like, J- Jill, what happened? Jared punched me for the for the meat. <laughs> <laughs> funny man well i'm i'm really you and uh you should be really proud of of you know where you came from jared and and where you've made it with you're now uh however the hell many well let's get a tiktok update um so from from the from living in a van down by the river to (laughs) how many tiktok subscribers now jared uh give me one hot second to pull this up we're at uh 83.3 uh fucking a Um, that's uh five sixths Almost exactly five sixths yeah. of a hundred thousand. If you're a fraction guy like I, am. there we are. That is good fraction math for sure. Um, one funny uh bit about TikTok this week actually. Um, a couple of my videos uh they they uh kind of went viral via stitches. Um, if people aren't aware of how this works, you pick five seconds to someone else's video and add on to it. And I had this question. Basically, it, a bunch of people have been stitching it. I had people that I haven't talked to in ten years from high school text me and be like is this you because i kept showing up on their for you page on tiktok that's awesome that's fucking awesome yeah (laughs) so uh i guess i kind of made it what were your setups uh what do you mean like what was the what did you what got stitched what was the thing uh for the uh for the stitch it was uh what movie scene like features music that would be better if you switched out that music for a different song. Um, oh, yeah. And the one that we always joked about after watching uh, It Chapter 1 together was Pennywise oh, yeah. Dancing. Um, I switched it out with Cotton Eye Joe, <laughs> and it is yeah. a perfect. That one's good. I think I saw, did you do uh, Dust in the Wind with uh, Infinity War also? Is it, was yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone requested that one. I tried it. I personally don't think it fits too well. Um, 
I don't know, you need like a softer version of it or maybe an instrumental could have worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty fun. I do. That's one feature I do really like about TikTok is that stitch thing. Um, that's kind of how you start a trend. And apparently uh, you are trending. So that's pretty fucking cool. Now let's get pork and beans uh, trending. I think that that would be <laughs> what I would challenge you is to get a pork based trend going. Uh, you owe it to your home state. I do. I do. I do. I started to I started to express surprise that we spent so much time talking about pork and beans, but honestly, it, that doesn't surprise me. Really at all. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the show rundown, it says pork and beans right there, fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's just written vertically across the entire page. Uh, we, we we knew what we were doing. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. Well, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, pork and beans and uh, and Jared's now trending. Uh, uh, trend i guess his viral trend over on tiktok hopefully that got you titillated um, because that's all the time we have today for a titillating topics titillating topics there we go uh now that you guys are all properly titillated uh the show is off and running uh but before we get too far into it you know we got to hit you with some chic tweets let's do it i call you a punk We'll uh, talk about this a little later on and talk about the Super Bowl, but, of course, Iron Sheik was watching. Uh, had to make plenty of Tom Brady comments saying Tom Brady having the sex no matter what, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> he, he loves him some Tom Brady. Um, but he also had to comment on the halftime show like a lot of people did. Um, and he, he, he appears to be a weekend fan in general, uh, a fan of The Weekend or, you know, the day is Saturday or Sunday. I can't tell which one, but he, he is a fan of – uh, music, uh, and he knows the popular song. Um, I can't feel my, I can't feel my face. Is that the name of the song? Yep. Okay. Um, Iron Sheik. Hey, Cody, how, how do the, how does that song go? How does that, how does that first line go? Why don't you go and sing it for the, us? The chorus goes, uh, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Yes. So but Iron I love Sheik, it. That, right? oh, yeah, that's all I need. How far you want me to go? Is this that's, my chance? Oh, no. I can't feel my face when I'm Get with it. you. Get <laughs> it. Alright, I'm, I'm leaving. Um, but Iron Sheik, he, he had to write a little bit of a, a remix, a Sheik mix, if you will. He says, uh, I can't feel my face when I suplex you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That one's pretty good. That one's pretty good. And by the way, I will. You, you, you will said, what? if you will, I will. Did I say that? Yeah, you said his... Um, his you said is chic something if you will oh and i said i will i don't know i already forgot i i mean i forget <laughs> i already forgot <laughs> i forget everything that was about. 10 seconds ago <laughs> it all goes I don't, I don't have capacity for this much stupid in my life i got i gotta erase it after, right after i say it that was that was some goldfish memory. That was pretty fucking funny. But you know what the funny thing is too is I also forgot what it was. <laughs> I have no fucking clue what we're laughing at. Oh man! That's Holy funny. shit! God damn! I guess I don't know. Uh, the. Uh, <laughs> Iron Sheik. Probably people at home are like, what the fuck is wrong with these idiots? Uh, we can't, I don't really want to pause and rewind, so we're not going to find out what we were talking about. Jared, do you remember what the joke he made was? <laughs> no. <laughs> that That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want you to call on me. 
that's so fucking funny. Jared, wow. Jared's the guy in the back of the class who just prays not to get called on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, he's no. like, don't call on me, don't call on me. Yep. And she's like, uh, Mr. Buckendall, do you know? And he's like... The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets called on and he gets real sad and he says... Oh, mommy. There you go. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That could, that, that could go a different way. It, yeah. Well, it, you know, it could get all the way here. I really like <laughs> But, um, you know... That's all and the. That's all the. Actually, no. That's not even close to all the Jared sound we have. What? <laughs> I think that's me. Is it you? What? Nah, that's Jared. I'm pretty sure that's me. <laughs> I think that's me. <laughs> I think it's me. It's gotta be Jared. I. I don't know. I mean, we need a. We need a SoCo historian to go back to whatever episode we got this from and uh, let us know who's who's yeah. what that is. And also, I, I do think it's Jared though. And if you're also if you're a Soko historian, find a different hobby. <laughs> yeah, we're flattered, but you probably got something better to do. Uh, sorry about all that. Um, and then next week though, uh, there'll be the addition of uh, of I'm a beat man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could. Uh, maybe that's a maybe that's a song. Maybe that's Ooh, a that Friday that class. that's a song right there. Beat man. Uh, we could have some fun in the form of scat. Yeah, it could be Skibidi it could ba-ba. be beats. You could use all the different types, all the different meanings of the word beat and all of its spellings uh could all be the subject of the song. Like it could be the beats, it could be about beating someone, it could be about you know, getting beat. Uh I don't know. There's a lot you could play with. I think uh, I think we got something. I think we got something. That's our suggestion for you, FAC. Um see if you want to do something with the beat man. <laughs> the beat man. <laughs> the beat man. Uh, so, Beatman, um, we are going to move on here from Sheik Tweets, uh, but we're going to come back to some Super Bowl chatter in just a second. So, shout out to the Iron Sheik, at the underscore Iron Sheik on Twitter. I call you a punk. All right, time to shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box and you're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free. There we go. Mathis Designs. Head on over and find our friend Steph at mathisdesigns.com for all your stationery and graphic design needs or to commission a piece for your very own. Get that piece, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you asked so nicely. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here. Who's next? Uh, of course, it's Mike's Wood. Man, you got to go get yourself a piece of Mike's Wood. Head over to etsy.com slash Slash shop slash, slash corn fed and wed to get your woodworked. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike. Uh, let's shout out our friends over on Spotify. NPA, you have heard about. Also, Friday After Class, uh, which features NPA and uh, the other member of his rap duo is Jack on the Weekends. Um, we'll link to their uh, page on Spotify in the description box. Head on over there. A uh, lot of rap that is comedy-based. Uh, if you're into like Lil Dicky, uh, Bo Burnham, stuff like that, um, The Lonely Island, that, that type of thing, um, check out Friday After Class. I think you'll find some stuff out there that you like. Um, I did find out over this last week that uh, Glizzy's for Breakfast is going to um, get a release over on Spotify. So uh, I don't know when exactly that is yet, but when we do have a link, we'll get you guys out there to that because we want to make Glizzy's for breakfast a hit for sure. So uh, NPA and Friday After Class, both available on Spotify. 
And um, oh, I gotta hit a sounder. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quick one. I don't know why. Um, so NPA uh, from the music stuff is also collaborating with our very own JB on Room Fifty Six Studios. So if you have a creative idea but don't have the skills to put it together, uh, call the guys. They can help you with your graphic design, with your video editing, sound editing, whatever it takes to get your idea out to the world. Um, so hit up room56studios.com to talk about how they can help you out. Waka waka. <laughs> uh, last but certainly certainly not least, our podcasting hosting service, Anchor. Uh, let's go to a quick ad for Anchor. Here we go. All right, excellent. Um, Anchor, also the place to go if you want to leave us a voice message. This is big, especially this week, going into our live show coming up on the 18th. Uh, if you want to hear your voice on the SoCo Show, the best place to do it is to go to our Anchor page and leave us a voicemail. Um, you can record a short audio clip, and uh, if we like it, we'll play it on the show. If you got a question, we'll answer it. Uh, give out, give us out a challenge, a bet, uh, something to settle. Uh, let us know what you want to know, um, and uh, do that via the voice recording feature over on Anchor, um, and we'll get that and put you on. Probably we'll put you on the live show. We like doing some voicemail. Uh, during those. So head on over this next week if you want to hear yourself uh, on the February 18th live show. Also, Anchor is the place to go to become an Anchor contributor, or as we call them, Anchor Wanker. Wanker. Uh, Anchor Wankers are the folks that Wanker. support this podcast on a monthly basis. Uh, if it's a buck, two bucks, five bucks, uh, you know, anything helps us, uh, and, and that, that happens monthly, uh, those supporters. Uh, and we certainly appreciate all of them. That prestigious list, um, we'll go through the list and, and make an update on that live show next week. But I want to give a big shout out to all the anchor wankers who we know My are God. out there uh, helping us keep the show going, helping us keep improving it all the time with uh, updating our equipment, our software, all that stuff. does take a little bit of green back, so we appreciate y'all um, for helping us out with that. Again, if you want to become an anchor wanker, uh, head on over <laughs> to our anchor page and click the contribute button choose the amount that's right for you. We'd really appreciate it. Um, also, if you're not an anchor wanker, uh, you're still helping us out, even if you didn't realize it. Uh, just by clicking on this episode, you have helped us out uh, via some ad revenue. Um, so in order to keep that going, we hope that uh, you'll share this episode out with your friends, bring some more folks to the party, help us grow it a little bit. And um, you know, every click helps the podcast. So big thanks to all of you for your help and support and also for spending this time with us uh, again this week. And with that, it's going to wrap up our, uh, our sponsorship items here. So let's get into uh, some of the fun stuff that we're going to talk about this week. And we're going to start by taking a look at some headlines and deciding which ones are real. Uh, this is going to be news or nonsense. News or nonsense. News or nonsense. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't. So dumb. I was just thinking how funny. I can picture Seth doing the new nonsense thing, and I, I always in my head, I think that's the end of the sounder, which I made. And uh, <laughs> then Donnie Thornberry comes in there, and that that shit never doesn't put a smile on my face. <laughs> Man. So uh, Seth, it's tied actually. Jared, Jared won the first week, and I won last week. So we got a little bit of a rubber match here. Um, so me and the beat man in a rubber match. <laughs> so. We're going to need you to supply us with some headlines here. All right. The news this week. Breaking news. 
parrot beats 21 Harvard students in a classic memory game. Is that news or nonsense? Parrot beating Harvard students in a memory game. I could see this happening. I think it's news. This I, I is... bet it's like a card flip. It's like a card flip thing. Um, and the parrot, I don't know whether it was dumb luck or whatever. I don't know if parrots are smarter than us and we just don't know it. But I could see this happening. I think it's real. I, I got to say nonsense because if this is real, that, that person should be stripped of their Harvard education and go uh, have to work somewhere else. Well, unfortunately, Jared, it was 21 Harvard people who should have. Oh, wow. They should all just get out of there then. Yeah. And also, <laughs> unfortunately, it's news. It's news. What? Wow. How? Tell me. I don't know. Oh, wait. I, you don't read it. I don't. I don't she have doesn't the read headlines. <laughs> then how do I? Wait. Hold on. Hold on. How I don't do have I? The stories. How do I know though? You have to trust me. Oh. <laughs> you have like to trust his gra- his newsman gravitas. Just has to be enough for you, I guess. <laughs> oh man, you're a regular Walter Cronkite, Seth. I think America believes you. I'll rather be Tom Brokaw. Oh my God! Next story. Uh, so we had uh, we had some some news to kick things off. So we got a smart ass parrot uh, to get us going here. So let's get into uh, let's see what our next story is here. Breaking news: Unprovoked goose attack leaves main bicyclist in coma for three days. Is this news or nonsense? <laughs> um. I'm 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 gonna say this is nonsense myself. I, I think I think you made this up because I know how much you hate geese, <laughs> and I, it's it's equally possible that you saw a news story about geese and were like, oh, it's got to be that one. Um, but uh, that sounds like a pretty dramatic goose attack, and and that sounds like something you might make up. So I'm gonna <laughs> say this is nonsense. Yeah, yeah, with your uh, personal vendetta against these geeses out there, I, I got to say nonsense as well. You fuckers got me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was pretty proud of this headline, though. I thought it was good. Um, it was pretty... If, if we didn't know, if we didn't know about your geese vendetta, mm-hmm. um, I think I think you might have slid that one past us, because that sounds right. Like, a goose, also, you know, he attacks on the bike and they fall and hit their head. I could see that. <laughs> I didn't even think about this, though. Um, I, because I, it does sound like I'm, I'm, I'm biased against the geese here because I said unprovoked <laughs> goose attack. <laughs> yeah, where, where most goose attacks aren't from. I mean, like someone doesn't provoke any. Like geese just attack. I could have just not put that in there. <laughs> you were just like this dickhead goose got in someone's face for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I had to make sure oh people knew that, this, that these geese are evil. Unprovoked goose attack. That is fucking funny. Uh, un, uh, aggravated assault by goose would be a, the other category. What's So, Seth, I don't know if everybody who's listening, some, some folks have shown up uh, more recently to the party here. Um, you, you've, got, you've had quite, a, quite an ongoing battle with, with the geese over the years. Uh, maybe could you bless the listeners with uh, one of your goose tales? <laughs> Goose tails. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. That's pretty good. Everybody's talking now. Goose tails. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the sounders is from that story, isn't it? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, we got that. 
We use it so often now I forgot how it was made. <laughs> yeah, that's a goose sound. I mean, I I can't even recount that whole story anymore. It's been so long. But essentially, I was, I, I was the main bicyclist here in this story. Uh, I wasn't in a coma for three days, but it was an unprovoked goose attack. Um, they, the, the, the dickhead goose was standing in the middle of the trail. And I was trying to, I was trying to run past him, and he decided not to move. So I threw a rock at him to try and get him to move, and he still didn't move. So then I tried to run past him, and he charged. And then uh, I got past him, but he kept going. He he chased me for a while, and uh, uh, unfortunately, there was. Uh, a sound that I heard behind me that still haunts me today when I close my eyes for sleep at night. A little bit of that and a little bit of the, the horrifying sound of webbed feet flopping against the wet pavement. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. That goose was fast, that was so man. Fucking funny to me. It, I'm giving I'm getting the heebs now. Um think like that sound? Cause it chased me for a while. It wasn't just like a flap, flap, flap. It was like I had to, I had to keep going. I had to run for a good distance before it, before it quit. That would I I laugh because I've never been in that situation. I would not handle it well. I know that for a fact. I would be screaming and running and flailing my arms and shit. And I don't have very good cardio, so I don't think I probably would have outlasted the goose either. So that goose would have gotten the best of me on that day. Um, and, but that shit. But that's never happened to me, so I can think it's pretty funny because it happened to you. And you know the feet are, you know, like the legs are short, and so there's not a big stride, so it's very quick. You know, against the ground. <laughs> Oh wow, that's fucking funny to me. Although it does, it is a little creepy to to hear that sound coming up from behind you. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't looking back. I didn't want to know how close it was to me, so I just kept going. I blicked it. <laughs> there it is. Oh my gosh. Oof. So this uh, this goose attack was fictional, um, but inspired by true events. So uh, it counts as nonsense this week. Uh, we got one last headline to get to. Uh, let's hear what else is in the news. Breaking news. Dry rice spilled from semi-accident blamed for death of over 30 sparrows. Is this news or nonsense? Ooh. Hmm. What's that they say about feeding rice to birds? Doesn't it make them explode? Mm-hmm. They swell up like I, I a balloon, see. Holmes. Yeah, and then you pop them, bro. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. What do you think, Jerry? This is a pretty I, uh, convincing one if it's nonsense. I mean, you guys are, you guys are, aren't you competing? I don't know why you're working together here. Oh, yeah, but I always pick first. I want him to pick first. I, uh, you know, with, uh, with uh, the laws changing of not being able to throw rice at weddings, also uh, the hit movie Shrek 2, I believe, or maybe Shrek 1, uh, the rice and the bird explodes, I am going to say that this is news. Again, I Cody, remember, your... I took evidence from a cartoon movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't, I can't fault your logic there. It's pretty sound. Um, but in the interest of keeping things interesting, I'm, I'm going to say it's nonsense. I think you did a good job of making this one up. This is nonsense. Oh, <laughs> oh you know what that means. For three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the Hold on. That's is it clean, true, but it was folks. only like 10 sparrows? Oh, I, no, I just, that just came out of my head. <laughs> oh, man. You just thought, I'd love to see a bunch of birds die. How could we make that happen? <laughs> did you, so did you notice the theme this week? Yeah, bird theme. 
Birthy. Birthy. <laughs> the bird is the word, I guess. Uh, bird, bird, everybody bird. knows that. Wow. And you're not even wearing your bird poncho. That was I'm a not. missed opportunity, I think. Damn. No, I could have done that next week during the live show, but nope. That's true. I'm sure yeah. there's more bird headlines out there. <laughs> there isn't a whole lot, actually. I, I, that's why I made up a few of them. The... The first one I thought of was the the dry rice one, and then I was like, okay, clearly I got to come off with something with geese then. And then <laughs> um, the parrot one I just scrolled upon. I just typed in bird news and scrolled for a while. <laughs> bird news. I hope I hope Google find. I hope Google knows you want bird news now, and you get a bunch of bird ads. Bird news now. I had. Uh, I actually have a client that I talked to for work actually today. And she has a pet bird, and the bird was going absolutely fucking psycho in the background. <laughs> did you guys ever is, have birds? I never did. My parents didn't want them in the house because they were like, no annoying shit in the house. I'm surprised they let my brother stay with us. <laughs> oh, man. But, I was just about to say why they let you stay there. <laughs> bird, birds are – how are you supposed to shut up a bird? You can't hit it. You know, you, you can yell at it, but, like, I, I just don't know how you reprimand a bird. Um, and so if it's going to be fucking loud, and it can be, uh, I think it's just going to if it wants to. But I, that's why we never had him in the house. I never fucking wanted one either. I don't really care about a bird. Um, Jared, you ever you ever have the... You seem like a kid that might have had a bird or like a lizard. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I had Chris both. For Halloween. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I mean, Seth had both, too. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I forgot. Seth, you had both a bird and a lizard? Not at the same time, but yeah. What? Yeah. The birds' names? Uh, the birds were when I was real young. We, I think we ended up having to get rid of it because when we got our dog, he did not like them. <laughs> and <laughs> I wanted a dog way more than I wanted birds. Wait, were they um, parrots? One was like, one of them, I think it was like a, a, a kind of a, a type of a parrot because um, it would talk. Um, it said, hello, baby. And its <laughs> name was Baby. <laughs> Uh, that's and, awesome <laughs> um, hello, blah, 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 do that all the time um, Yikes. and then and then uh, it would go like whistle like that but it'd do it really quick it would do that all the time and then so that one talked all the time and then the other one's name was Romeo and it didn't do anything just pooped a lot um, <laughs> the I think I, I know for sure the the, the one uh, baby flew around the house a whole bunch um like it would get out of its cage and fucking fly around and then i think romeo tried escaping the house once maybe i can't remember but we got yeah i, I was like maybe six or seven we maybe had him for a year and then i had a lizard um bearded dragon it was kind of small um not not my penis um uh, <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was thinking about it. We were all thinking about your lizard, and now, now we're all thinking about your dick. And we're, we're driving down the road, and we're like, hey, we're going to take a right. That seems the right path. And then yeah. Seth's like, left. <laughs> Bearded dragon. It's like a penis. Um, oh, my gosh. No. Um, oh, man. And its name was Lizzie. It's I do pretty remember old. Lizzie. Yeah, it was up in my room for a while. Um, it did nothing. And then... Because those things like basically just sit on a lamp under a lamp all day, they shouldn't be in Iowa. There's there's sh- these fucking yeah. things should not exist in anywhere near the Midwest. Um, it was not happy, um, but 
it was kind of fun to feed it crickets. Um, you just throw like a dozen crickets in there and it just chases them down and eats them all. That was <laughs> what pretty if, fun what to if watch. the crickets worked together and took the lizard out? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, if you take it out, like you'd lay it, just lay it on your arm. Um, the crickets, that sounds like a penis. We're, we're the captain now. <laughs> I'm, uh, the cricket mutiny does sound pretty fucking entertaining. <laughs> and you come back and Lizzie's head is on a spit. The, the crickets are just there staring at you and they're like, bring us more crickets. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you take take her out, then she would like fucking like go crazy everywhere, like run around the room. Um, and then you could lay her on your arm and it would warm her up. Um, not fun pets at all. Um, birds nor lizards, but um, I, I much prefer dogs. Yeah, you want to be able to play with it, you know? Mm-hmm. My bearded <laughs> dragon. Yeah. Well, uh, by the way, you can find Seth's OnlyFans page, onlyfans.com slash bearded dragon. That's, uh, that's his sex name. Oh, man. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. So, Jared, you didn't, you didn't have any, you didn't have any strange pets when no, no, no. Snakes, no we were uh, or anything like that. We were big um, against kind of pets uh, growing up. I, I, yeah, we never had any really pets. I think the only thing we ever had was like uh, like a li- uh, like a toad or a frog we caught in the backyard. <laughs> nice. The shoebox with the holes in your, cut in. Your sandbox. <laughs> no, no. Didn't even. We didn't have a sandbox. No, we had uh, the great outdoors. That was about it. Nice. No cable. Nope. Man. Look how I turned out. Pretty not good. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty not good. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, those are the headlines. Uh, and Jared and I did, I think, a pretty decent job of uh, choosing which was news and which was nonsense. News or nonsense? News or nonsense? <laughs> I agree. Boogity boogity. All right, let's roll onward here. Uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that happened to us over the past week. Let's first answer the question: What did you? Well, I think uh, I think like pretty much everybody, uh, what we did on Sunday was catch the Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl Fifty Five. NFL uh, rolled out their championship game: Bucks and the Chiefs. Um, Bucks were the champions. Tom Brady gets a seventh ring. Uh, big news, obviously, in the sports world. Um, but it was also just one of those events that we haven't gotten a lot of um, since COVID time has come around, where we're all watching something live, all of us together. And so it was kind of a funny experience. Uh, it was different from Super Bowl's past. We had uh, some changes to the ads, obviously some changes to the game. There were fewer fans in the stands. Um so it was a different experience, but I think the NFL, you know, certainly proud of itself for getting through a season during COVID, which um, I know I'm glad for because I don't know I don't know if I'd be able to have my sanity if, if not for football um, during that part of the year. So um, seemed like a success to me. Uh, I was really excited by the outcome uh, that Brady won, but uh, you know, without getting into the X's and O's here because um, this ain't the sports show. Uh, what did you guys think of the whole Super Bowl experience, uh, Seth? You first. What was what was your Super Bowl day like? Did it feel different from others? for you or um or was it uh, pretty much what you might expect mm-hmm. pretty similar 
uh, to most Sunday evenings for me. Um, ate a bunch of pizza and passed out about halftime. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did, uh, I did win 200 bucks. So that was pretty fun. Oh um, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad, bad, uh, evening. It, it, uh, brought me back to about even for the, for the year. Um, probably not quite even, but, uh, you know, it was, it was a good Sunday to recoup some of my losses throughout the year. Um, that's good, but no, uh, it was, you know, uh, and there was entertaining parts of that game, I guess. And some of the commercials were fun and the weekend was weird. Um, but, uh, (laughs) but, uh, no, not, not a bad way to spend a Sunday. So there's, there's some pretty fun bets, um, on Super Bowl weekend that, that don't occur every week. So like what, um, were, were yours mostly game related or did you have any wacky bets that hit um, that you wouldn't normally have put out there? The state of Iowa, um, just like with most of their their thoughts and ideas, kept things pretty uh, straightforward um, and uh, didn't want to didn't want to buck the system. So they decided just to do game bets. Um, so there wasn't any, you know, like what color Gatorade or coin toss or anything like that. Um, I won most of my money on doing like the the daily fantasy stuff and then um, betting on like who would score a touchdown. Um, the one that I hit on right away was. Um, who would score the first touchdown? I just threw. A, I had a five dollar free bet, um, and I bet that Rob Gronkowski would score the first touchdown, and I was correct. And so, I won uh, won seventy bucks off that. And then uh, I I did like I don't know probably ten or so bets between betting and then uh, daily fantasy. So I didn't even know where. I, I just kind of looked at the end to see what my account said. And I saw two hundred in there. I'm like, okay, that's cool. So hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad day at the office. Uh, Jared, you get in, in on any of the betting action? Make any get money? Get money. Uh, the only one that I signed up w- uh, for was that no-brainer bet. Basically, someone just had to score a touchdown. Um, I was really looking forward to uh, Ray Finkel getting a field goal, but they didn't have that bet on DraftKings, so I was a little <laughs> turned off. It was weird. <laughs> um, uh, you no. were getting crazy odds on that one. Yeah, I was. I was. I would have been able to retire quite a bit. Laces <laughs> out. Um, well... Sorry, speaking of speaking of bets though, um did you guys hear about the the guy from the guy that did the streaking? Yeah, yeah. Wait, was that a bet? So that, that guy crazy. Yeah, talk about that. So essentially, I I fell asleep for it. Um You didn't but, see the guy butt naked run across well, I, not I, butt naked, but uh yeah, do his out. thing. I didn't see the streaker, but um that the I saw the video later on, and so that that happened, and, and there was a lot of funny calls, um, like radio calls and stuff about this guy. Like one of them, I think uh, Hart, Kev, Kevin Harlan, maybe is that that guy's name? Kevin Hart, yeah, I think, is been, what you're looking he for. Probably, <laughs> he probably would have been. <laughs> the Chiefs are losing. I'm pissed off. <laughs> um, Kevin Harlan probably would have been on Westwood One Radio. He he does a great job. I like Harlan. But he was he was doing like the the thirty the ten the five you know like as he was <laughs> down and he kept saying like, um, take off the bra, young man or shit like that. It was really weird. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> but then a couple of days later, it came out that this guy, um, placed one of those weird bets, like a uh. a, a bet of, um, will there be a streaker during the Super Bowl? And he bet yes and. I think he bet like fifty thousand dollars. What? And his friend helped him to so he could get on the field and be a streaker, and it paid out like 
375,000 or some shit like what? that. What? And so uh, that that's that's a way to trick the system right there. Well, okay, now I'm curious about this. How is that illegal? Like betting-wise, like is there any stipulation that says you personally cannot be the streaker? I don't, I don't see I'm pulling up an article. I haven't seen anything that says his 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 bet didn't pay. It looks like it's all paid. Um that is made... genius. Yeah. Put all of your money on it. You run on the field, sure you get a fine, but you didn't thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, boom. That's easy money. Heck, I'd get on that field for half that money and be completely butt naked. That's insane. Yeah, he bet fifty thousand dollars. At plus 750, <laughs> that there would be a streaker during the Super Bowl. And his buddy went out first to, like, distract the, like, immediate security. And so his buddy ran out and distracted him, and then he took off and got out onto the field. Because he wouldn't have made it on the field without his buddy. And I think his buddy made some money, too. Yeah, I think he paid him some money for it. Yeah, that's that's... It's very smart, but holy shit. I'm, think, I'm thinking bizarro world. Like, what if they didn't get on the field? <laughs> yeah. This guy goes into a deep depression because he doesn't have his life savings anymore. Like, he's just in a bar at, like, 65 just drinking away. And they're like, hey, buddy, what happened? Back when I was 28, I put my life savings on the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, that Super Bowl. I was supposed to streak the field. <laughs> that is fucking funny, man. Yeah, that's ballsy. Because if you don't get on, oh, you're ballsy, losing the fifty thousand, huh? and you're oh, that was an accident. He's you're losing your fifty grand, and you're getting fucking put in jail. Um, and then yeah, you don't have that's high stakes. Uh, you don't have a thousand dollars to pay off bail mm-hmm. anymore then either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit. Oof. Yeah, you're gonna be in there eating some glizzies for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not getting out anytime Yikes. soon. <laughs> yeah, coming soon man. to Spotify. That that was a pretty crazy story. For, I did see the streaker. They they don't really show him on TV because they don't want to glorify him. So they cut away. But there are some good YouTube videos out there, um, so you can see his his run. It was a pretty solid run. Pretty solid mm-hmm. run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, aside from uh, the game, you know, some of the trailers. Uh, I wouldn't say we're lacking, but obviously funds from studios were putting were being put elsewhere this year. Um, I'm curious. Did you guys? I mean, we always talk about food. Did you guys uh, have like special food? Make food? Um, for myself personally, like I, whenever there's games and stuff like that, I have. I had my girlfriend come over. I had uh, my brother here, and we just made a ton of food. So we made uh, meatballs. We had barbecue smokies. We had chicken wings. We had onion rings. We had cheese balls. We had salsa, queso, and uh, cookies. And it's funny because there's only three of us. So uh, food come food coma for sure. That sounds fucking amazing. Ooh, except for the making all that, which sounds arduous. Um, eating all that sounds fucking awesome. I would have probably died uh, with that much access to food, but I did what my, what what has become my tradition. Um, I think three years running now for the Super Bowl is I just get a bunch of Domino's. So I get a, a big old pizza and um, some chicken bites and some wings and uh, some soda, and I just pizza. kick back. Pizza. Yeah. Yeah, that's my thing. That's what I've been doing for a couple of years now. I do, whenever I'm, uh, whenever I was home and I would watch it with my parents, my mom always makes like a nacho, uh, a nachos for, yeah, nachos libre is what we (laughs) typically have at the Michael house um, for, uh, for that. And so my mom uh, will throw some together. I think she still is doing it for my dad. 
Um, that's what he says, at least. Um, and so <laughs> he he had some nachos at home, but uh, I'm on my own and I'm not a great cook. So no nachos for me. I just ordered from Domino's. I, you did bring up a good point, though, Jared, with the, the um, trailers that were out. And Seth, you made a comment about the commercials. I, I honestly, I was kind of distracted because I was doing some live betting during the game. I didn't end up doing well. I think I lost like 20 bucks. But um, I was kind of distracted from a lot of the commercials. But um, Jared, I know you're you're watching not uh, not as much of a football fan as Seth and I. So like, did some of the presentation and the things, the the commercials, the the few trailers that there were, um, the halftime show, was the presentation of it all? Uh, were you satisfied and entertained by? Uh, I mean, I think it was fine. There wasn't too much that was memorable. I mean, I guess it, it might be this, you know, whole nostalgia thing in my mind where, oh, the commercials back then were so much funnier and memorable and this and that. Um, I mean, they were a fun to kind of a couple to, to laugh at and, you know, some 30 second spots for uh, shows that are coming out like Falcon Winter Soldier looked really cool. Um, mm-hmm. But... There were, I think there was one that I'm just kind of like, I understand, but also like, no, um, where it kind of was touching on COVID and we need to get back to normal life. And it's like uh, the Super Bowl, we're, we're trying to, oh no, no, that's what it was. It was advertising uh, how we need to, we're all in this together, but yet they're having the Super Bowl and people there. Um, it was that yeah. whole kind of, <laughs> uh, kind of, you know, hypocritical stance and whatnot, which after thinking about it, it's like, yeah, that is kind of funny, but also it's like, whatever. Um, that is pretty funny, though. The commercial is like, make sure you stay at home. We're all in this together. And then they cut back to 25,000 people in the stands. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I did. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier was a highlight for me. I had kind of forgotten that we were getting that. Um, and I did uh, click through to YouTube and watch the full trailer that night. Very excited for that show. I think that's going to be pretty badass um, coming up here in March after WandaVision wraps up. Um, so I was pretty pleased with that. Um, but yeah, I didn't, you know, I, I, I liked uh, the halftime show. I thought it was kind of fun. Actually, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. So um, there's a guy that um, used to dance with, with Jared and I at ISU who he actually went on to become a professional dancer. That's his job. And he was part of the halftime show. No shit. He, really? He was fucking on the field. Yeah, he was wearing one of those crazy masks and um, was dancing on the field, and he was posting a lot of pictures and stuff. Uh, I think he, I think you guys know who I'm talking about. You'll have to go go look at his page and see more on it. But yeah, that was fucking awesome. Like, we we used to share the stage with the guy, and now he's out there doing big things like, uh, like Super Bowl and it with the weekend. So... That's pretty. Uh, that was pretty fun to see. That was a nice highlight for me too. Um, but I, I don't know. The weekend was fine. I, I, I think you almost needed to. I think you needed to know the weekend and know a little bit about his his thing um, to really have gotten the full thing out of the show. Like a lot of people wanted to talk about the masks and how like weird and stuff they were, but they make sense in the context of his album and his music videos. So I think you needed to know something about him. Um, and his stuff to, to get the full effect, but I enjoyed it. Uh, and I'm not a huge weekend fan, but I like his stuff. So, um, I thought it was pretty fun. I I think they did a pretty good job. Uh, I think Nance and Romo, the commentators got a little bored, uh, when the game was bad and I don't think they were at, at, at their best, um, like they are when it's a really competitive game, but, uh, over, overall, not, not a lot for me to complain about. I thought it was a pretty enjoyable time. Um, and uh, excited for next year when hopefully we get uh, we get fans back next year. They're in Los Angeles, um, where if everything goes my way, 
who knows? Maybe uh, maybe the co-host will be in attendance because uh, the Rams are my guys. So if they go and they're playing at home, I'm going to have a hard time not getting to that one. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll get some live uh, – or that or maybe maybe we can get press passes next year to the Super Bowl and we'll go as the uh-huh. Soko Show. That would be pretty fucking fun. Uh, so let us know. Hit us up on Facebook and on Twitter at Soko Show Pod. What did you guys think of the Super Bowl? Did you have fun? Uh, what were your complaints? What were some of your favorite commercials? And what did you think of the weekend? Um, but again, shout out to uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, to our buddy Fitzy, if you're out there listening, congrats to you as well, buddy. It's been a long time since uh, Tampa Bay has been a successful team. So um, for all the fans out there who are uh, pulling for that team, uh, you're probably having a pretty good week and we hope you enjoy it. <clears throat> all right. So uh, Super Bowl was pretty much the, the big thing this weekend. So that's that's the only answer we've got this week to the question, what did you Alrighty, we've been alluding to it a couple times. A uh, lot of uh, superhero movie news, and uh, we've also got a, a different piece of casting news coming at you. So we got to figure out what we think of this stuff. Here we go. What do you think? Blast! Alrighty, so we're gonna do um, a few kind of quick hitters on the superhero news, uh, and I'll lump Star Wars into that too. And let's actually start there with The Mandalorian. Um, so Jared, you mentioned this before uh, we fired up the podcast, but big news this week. It sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this has been confirmed, uh, Gina Carano is going to be booted off of The Mandalorian, and I think presumably the spinoffs um, that are set to take place in the Star Wars universe. Gina Carano, of course, has had um, a lot of Twitter kind of battles that she has fought where she has some... Uh, some I'll go ahead and say it, some pretty shitty takes and um, people get on her case about it and she refuses to apologize. And it seems like Disney just had enough of it and it sounds like she's going to be uh, bounced off of this uh, rocket ship made of money and is not going to be uh, part of the Star Wars universe anymore. So, Jared, I think, um, you know, maybe we start with you. What was your first takeaway when you saw this? Were you surprised? Uh, and then also, does this does this matter to you in terms of the continuity of, of The Mandalorian? Are you going to miss her as part of that cast? Not necessarily surprised. I guess it was just like, I think everyone was wondering a matter of time. Like, when is Disney going to pull the plug? I mean, obviously, Disney has, you know, wants to keep as much, uh, I guess, integrity, you know, the reputation, essentially, and... With the the stuff that she was tweeting, the stuff that she was posting, I mean, the most recent stuff um, that was, I guess, on her Instagram story is just like, what the heck? We are in 2021. This is thinking from literally 1921. What are you doing? Um, so I think that it's a thing that, yeah, it was just a matter of time. Um, I know that some people were tweeting out this, this other actress. I wish I knew her name, but I was like... You throw maybe a little bit of makeup on this person. I wouldn't even know. You put her next to Gina Carano, I'm be like, I don't know who is who. They look the same. Um, so maybe they Jennifer Aniston. Uh, no, I think it was. Um, I I was thinking of a joke. I, I got nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, Sarah, I, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yep, yeah, there we go. Yep, yeah, they were gonna bring in uh, Black Beauty to play her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> What what I'm saying is, um, yeah, you could, yeah, Sea Biscuit as well, Sea Biscuit and waffles. Um, you could, <laughs> you could just switch her out and have a different actress play the character 
potentially um or you i I, i'm assuming just completely get rid of the character i i know that there was rumors that potentially she might be starring in that uh uh, New Republic Rangers uh, spinoff Disney Plus Star Wars series. I don't know exactly. Um, cool, maybe replace her. Maybe just completely get rid of the character, especially if there's a bad taste just associated with that character. Um, but yeah, kind of, you know, hey, uh, about time, I guess. Seth, I want to get your take on this. It, do you think this is the right move by Disney? I mean, it, it seems like, um, you know, they're kind of on the side of the social justice warriors out there. Um, so some people might be pissed off by this, but I think I think the the bigger portion of Disney's audience probably thinks this was the right thing. Uh, do you agree? And also, do you give a shit about Gina Carano in the Star Wars universe? Is this going to matter to you that she's exiting? I mean, I'm really mad. <laughs> do tell. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, I, uh, I, I mean, obviously, like, the things she's saying are very stupid, and she's... You can go so far as to you know believe what you believe i guess but then she the the thing that kind of got kicked kind of got her kicked off was the comment today essentially was comparing being a republican to being uh a, being a, a jewish person during the holocaust is what she compared it to um, that comparison always goes well yeah <laughs> yikes so she i mean that's that's definitely like the final straw it's like bitch get out of here um but i mean i don't know if people also have realized this but she's not a very good actress so i don't think they're <laughs> i don't think they're gonna be missing too much um they literally got her just because she's you know a, a big tough lady and they needed someone that needed a big tough lady to play this character and you know, she didn't have a lot of lines for a reason. So she's she's never been a good actress. Anything she's in, she's not good. Um, so good riddance. I, I, she was one of she was my least favorite part of that show. Even even before I realized she was a crazy person, she is the least favorite part of my of that show for me. So I'm yeah. I'm glad she's gone. I kind of got to agree with you there. She does uh, leave a lot to be desired in terms of the acting. Um, some of her stuff is a little hammy. Uh, I didn't like her much in Deadpool either. Um, and, and her role in that was kind of similar. She was just kind of big and tough. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't know what's next for her, but um, we saw that Morgan Wallen uh, sold more albums than he's ever sold in his entire life yeah. when he got busted for saying the N-word. So I'm sure Gina Carano is going to win an Oscar next year yeah. um, because, <laughs> because we live in America. So we'll see what happens to her. And with Star Wars, I think you have an interesting point there, Jared. I, I would love to see that character recast because I think there's value to that character. <laughs> she... Um, and I think you could do it without without. I don't think anyone would be upset if they just recast her. She's gonna win the hillbilly version of like the 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 uh, the, the redneck the you know whatever that whatever she is supporting that the racy. Of, well, their version of the Oscar Oscar instead of the Oscar, it's the D Wayne, and that's what they're gonna. It's <laughs> <laughs> the D Wayne, but before then, uh, it's the right Bubba. around the same time, <laughs> the Bubba around the same. <laughs> Well, the bubba, the bubbas are for are for stage acting. That's for, uh, you yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> but the other, the one that I like is right around when everybody else is doing the Golden Globes and caring about that. Um, she'll be she'll be winning a Billy Bob. And yeah. that's, a really, that's a prestigious award. And if you win a Billy Bob, you are on track for a D Wayne. Uh, like it's it's pretty much a lock. So, uh, congrats to Gina Carano on on her future uh, reception of those prestigious yeah. honors. 
the the Grammy instead of looking like a record player is uh, an eight track. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that'd be pretty good. I would take a golden a golden eight track would be pretty fucking cool as a as a reward. So. Oh no, it's it's I brass. Mean, it's not. It's not golden. It's the paneling on the side of a station wagon. <laughs> Wood. Oh wow! It's a woody uh, eight track. That that that'd be pretty fucking cool. Just call it the Woodies. Would, <laughs> the Woodies. There you go. I think that's taken. I think the Woodies are taken. <laughs> um. Apparent that, uh, apparently, the actress I was talking about uh, of potentially recasting her with is uh, Lana Perilla. I I don't know how to pronounce her name. Uh, she looks identical. Um. Hmm. Yeah, just maybe oh, throw yeah. her in there if you want to do that. Yeah, um, I just pulled up a picture of her. Um, I could be fooled. Yeah, put her in the same outfit and stuff. Uh, I could see that working out pretty well. We'll see if Lana pa- Parilla. I think that's um, looks like a Spanish influence on the name there. Um, we'll see. We'll see what they do with uh, with Gina Carano and her character, whose name I can't even remember from The Mandalorian. Uh, so we'll see what's next for them. And it's because she doesn't talk. She just stands there and stares at people for the entire episode. That's why you don't know what she, her yeah. name is. Well, sometimes she crosses her arms and then she'll uncross them sometimes yeah. too. So like you got to be you got to be looking for the nuance in the performance. That's what I've yeah. always thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about another person who we're, we're not sure about their acting chops. At least I'm not. Um, Jared Leto. Um, so you know. Made big news, uh, did his turn as Joker in the Suicide Squad movie a few years ago. Uh, that was not received super well, um, to put it mildly. But it sounds like he's going to be reprising the role in the Justice League Snyder Cut, which is going to be coming out in March here. So we're getting really close to the Snyder Cut, which is crazy to think about because we've been talking about it for so long. Um, so we've known for a while that Leto would be back as Joker, but it looks like he's got a, a pretty different look. Um, and so I, I'm not sure exactly what the context is for this. I don't know if he's a different iteration of Joker or if something has changed because he's been, it looks like maybe he's been an Arkham. So maybe he's just, he's got a different look here. Um, I've only seen a still of this, but uh, what were you guys' initial reactions when you saw this new look Joker with Leto? Um, does it give you optimism? Are you are you intrigued to see what happens? Or is it just kind of still that morbid curiosity of like, who knows what the fuck this thing is going to be? <laughs> I think uh, the latter for myself is just extreme curiosity of what this four-hour apparently epic movie with every single character ever in the DCEU um, just apparently popping up. Plus, it's like, hey, if you didn't like that character, don't worry. We're bringing them back, but changing them. Um, Except it. <laughs> so I, I have no idea what uh, Jared Leto's Joker. Um, I, I will say I like the look better. Mind you, it's black and white, so I'm curious on kind of what color of green hair he has. If it's even green, maybe it's black. Who knows? Um, because apparently the 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 bit he is going to be in is kind of a nightmare sequence of batman again so um i think curiosity is the biggest thing for myself seth what was your takeaway did you see that still i think it looks pretty dope i mean sure sure. (laughs) (laughs) i i don't there's nothing that they could do to make me any more or less excited about this i i don't really care that much i'll watch it but i don't know I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I can say. I think it'll it'll be interesting. I, I, I think 
looking for what he does differently here will be, uh, to me, interesting. Uh, we'll see if they change it up a lot or if he's meant to be the same character. I don't know. Um, but to your point, yeah, I'm kind of in that same boat. I already know I'm going to see it, uh, so just fucking bring it to me already. You know, I, I don't need a whole bunch of new detail in these last few weeks. Um, but I do agree with Jared. I think I think that's where I'm at is just that morbid curiosity. Like, what the fuck is this going to look like? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Let's see. We'll strap well, it on and find out. If if you guys, I guess, want to see more of this, uh, apparently they're dropping a brand new trailer on Sunday. No shit. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at Sunday. like 11 o'clock central. Well, there you go. Trailer. Yeehaw! Trailer talk. <laughs> we got, uh, we got the uh, Snyder Cut trailer coming out this Sunday. Um, so Snyder. keep an eye that one. Let's uh, let's shift gears here. So from DC uh, back over to the Marvel side of things, but we're going to keep in theme with uh, characters getting brought back here. So we talked a while back. We even had a rap battle about it um, with uh, a lot of rumors and things about casting with Andrew Garfield and potentially uh, Tobey Maguire, in addition to several other characters from across the Spider-Man universe, um, potentially appearing in Tom Holland's third Spider-Man movie. So there was a lot of speculation, a lot of talk about this a while back. We've seen like Alfred Molina was cast in the new one um, and a few others. Jamie Foxx was another one. And then we started getting this idea that, you know, is this the live action Spider-Verse? Um, well, Tom Holland threw a little bit of cold water on the, on that this week. Um, he was quoted as saying that he does not expect uh, Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield to be in the movie um, and that basically he thinks he would know if that were happening and he doesn't is what he was saying. So, um, seemed like a, to me kind of odd that he would just come out and address that, even though it's a silly rumor, like don't address it, but it's just a silly rumor. Um, so I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of ways you could kind of interpret this. Is it a smoke screen? Is he trying to throw us off the scent? Is he just being honest and he wants us to reset our expectations so we don't think it's going to be this big, crazy shit show? Um, I don't really know. I, I think it'll... I, I just don't think that they say anything without purpose um, when it comes to Disney. So, um, Seth, what did, what did you think of this? Is this, uh, you, I know you were an opponent initially of some of the Spider-Verse stuff, so that this has kind of gone back and forth now, and you've had some exposure to it's going to be this, and now it's going to be this. Um, what was your reaction to this news? Were you excited, or were you bummed out to hear that it's sounding like we're not actually going to get what we were expecting a couple months ago? Well, I think he's lying for the first off. I, I don't think I, yeah. I think he's 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 either not being told or he's because um, you know he spoils everything or he is you know like lying and you know people have done this a bunch in movies. Uh, I think one of the more recent examples was Christoph Waltz saying he wasn't playing Blofeld in mm-hmm. James Bond and he was, um, but. Uh, I am, and I, I don't want to say any spoilers for for Wandavision, but I, what I will say is stuff they've set up through Wandavision has made me go a complete 180 with the the multiverse stuff. Um, before I thought it was just a literal cash grab for Spider Verse, and then I'd be a one off, and that would be it. But it seems like this whole multiverse. Uh, stuff is legit so if you're not watching wandavision and have any sort of investment in the mcu watch it right now um like quit listening to this podcast and go watch it um it's way better um (laughs) but uh yeah i'm i'm a full 180 on it so i hope that those those guys end up showing up um and i think again it would make sense with what's already happened even in spider-man and i'll leave it at that 
I like it. I like the I like the updated take. That is that's good. I'm surprised to have you on the side, but I I kind of am on that side too. Like, let's dump out all the action figures and start slamming them together. Uh, Jared, what do you think? You think he's lying? Like if Seth Stone is Cold, an, an art? If, if Stone Cold Steve Stone Austin Cold comes Steve Austin. in there like he did when I was a kid, it's gonna be the best fucking Marvel movie ever. Oh Holy man, shit. that's gonna be great. I can't wait for Stone Cold and then Drew Carey and Mimi. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. And then Batman's gonna come in on the Goblin Glider. Oh my that's gonna god. be a whole. Can you imagine though, if like that was live action and Spawn was like, "I'm Drew Carey." I'm Spawn. Oh god, that would Who be pretty Mimi? fucking good. The clown uh, dude. Yeah, John Leguizamo. Yeah. <laughs> John Leguizamo does a perfect fucking impression of Mimi from Drew Carey. That would be such a weird. <laughs> Oh man, that show was funny. Once you see, it, you guys have seen that. You you can't unsee it. Oh like, yeah, that's yeah, stuck. yeah, that's stuck. God damn. Um, JB, what do you think of the Spider-Man stuff? Do you agree with Seth that it, that he's trying to throw us off the scent, or are, are you still rooting for the multiverse yourself? Oh yeah, he's definitely trying to throw us off. It it's a combination of he's trying to throw us off because earlier on, I think he even said like months ago said that this all was happening, and now he's kind of backtracking. Plus. There's probably people that are just not... They're giving him only what he needs, like his lines specifically, his pieces of the script, because he has been notorious at just telling everyone everything in interviews and dropping stuff and tweeting things out that he's not supposed to. So I think it's a thing where, I mean, from the sounds of it, like this is the most, not epic uh, crossover, but like one of the most insane things that could potentially be happening in the MCU. Um and also, I mean, we, I basically, I think on J Buck Live mentioned this whole Spider-Man stuff for like six months, and I was just tired of it. But now with uh, kind of what, again, is happening in WandaVision, um, it's, it's piqued my interest. I guess the biggest thing is I just want and wish moving forward, I don't hear about any of this stuff. I want secrets. I want to go into stuff and be mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, I did not know that that was going to happen. Um, so that's kind of where I want things to go is like, don't tell Tom Holland. Don't tell anyone. Say it was all a PR stunt. And then don't don't even put it in the trailer. Just, you know, let us go to the movie and figure it out. Yeah, I'm with you. I, the more, um, you know, obviously we're all fascinated by the news and we're going to fucking read it because we're us. But um, I do like that idea of going in blind and truly being surprised by everything. I always think back to Thor Ragnarok and imagine how fucking awesome it would be to not know that Hulk was going to show up mm-hmm. and then have him show up the way that he did. Uh, I would piss myself. That would have been amazing. But we knew it from the trailer. So hopefully they've started to learn some lessons and they're going to keep things a little bit locked down. They've shown that they can do it for Star Wars. They do a pretty good job of, of not giving you enough context to put the plot together in Star Wars. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what they do. And actually, um, to, to your point about what they do and, tell, and do and don't tell Tom Holland, speaking of Star Wars and Disney, um, the I won't give away, I'll, I'll give a little um, space for spoilers here. I, I won't spoil it. Um, but in the end of the second season of Mandalorian, there is a big-ass cameo and apparently all the people who were on set didn't know about the cameo. They, they shot it in a way where they didn't need to know who was going to show up. And so they were all surprised. So maybe they're doing some of that with Tom Holland. Maybe they're really trying to keep him in the dark. Who knows? Um, but uh, believe it or not, we are expecting this third Spider-Man movie 
uh, in late 2021. So it's still this year. So we should start, we should start to see some more details come out, um, including a title soon, unless they're going to push that back. So we'll see. Um, so that's some of the movie news. Uh, those were the headlines that I kind of was, was uh, taking a look at this last weekend. But Jared, it sounds like you had maybe another piece of news out of the MCU. Yeah, yeah. This is just something I'm, I kind of want to throw across a year guy, you guys and get your thoughts on it. But this was, uh, again, not a, an original idea for me. I, I saw a TikTok about this, but it makes a lot of sense. Um, so there are a lot of MCU movies now and MCU content moving forward. I mean, we have WandaVision in a month. We're going to have uh, Falcon Winter Soldier and then so forth and whatnot. And it's it's to a point where there's so much kind of offhand comments that's like, oh, that relates to this movie. This relates to that movie. So this one guy had mentioned that when you're reading comics, in the in the quotes and the, the speech bubbles and stuff, sometimes there's little asterisks. And then the asterisk reminds you, or there's a footnote essentially that says, this was brought up, or this was referenced, or this happened in this comic book. Now, people are saying, and I think that this is honestly a genius idea. Um, when you're watching the movies on Disney+, Plus, you can toggle a feature, and a little maybe asterisk pops up after someone says something. You can mm. click on that, and then it takes you to a scene of either the movie and it shows you that clip to remind you, hey, this is what happened. Or you get, uh, I think it's the Luis guy from uh, Ant-Man <laughs> to explain it to you. And I think that, would that be awesome. and I said, I would rewatch all of those movies and click on every single asterisk to have him explain it to me. Because oh, I think that yeah. that would be, that would give rewatches so much more uh, substance and it would be it would be fun. Um, mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, that's. I think that's a that'd be an amazing. Like you said, I'd rewatch him if he was explaining it. Um, if you know, if it was just the and I think the idea of like like it like essentially an index like, mm-hmm. like you know where it's a it's a interactive index where like you said an asterisk comes up and you, it'll you know take you to that scene where they're talking about it. Um, I think that's really cool too. I probably wouldn't rewatch for that, but if I was watching. Um, I don't know if I was I was rewatching Endgame and they referenced something from Thor: Dark World. I would probably click on that because I've only seen that once. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, Cody. What about I you? I think I I think it's dope. I do. Um, there's it would get Endgame would be tiring to watch. It'd be so many goddamn asterisks, <laughs> right? Because because they have to reference back to everything. But um, I think it's worthwhile, and you're right. Like, I don't think it's reasonable to expect anyone to go back through the whole fucking catalog anymore. Uh, there's just too much of it. So mm-hmm. at some point, you got to put a stake in the ground and say, look, here's the shit you need to know to get on board now. Let's do it and get on. And um, the Michael Pena thing, I, I am shocked they haven't used him more because that whole style of recap Everybody loves it. Everyone thinks it's hilarious. And it can still be pretty informative. Mm-hmm. And they've already got the format. It exists. I'm amazed that we already don't have 100 YouTube videos with him in it. Um, so I wouldn't put it past Disney to eventually put something like this together. I think he would be perfect for it. Um, as long as Michael Pena could, you know, was, was willing to do it. Um, but he's so good at that character. And that's such a funny bit. I think if you took it and expanded upon it, even if you just did like one of them and he he post Endgame recapped everything through Endgame, <laughs> even something like that, it'd be like a half an hour video, sure. But, you know, they they could just do something, anything to catch people up, um, because I do, I think, I think 
it's maybe too much to ask that someone's going to go back to the beginning and watch them all now. So they need to be able to get people on board now rather than making them go back to the beginning. And I think he would be a perfect way to do that. I think that'd be funny as fuck. I would just watch that. I would just go watch oh, all yeah. of his fucking little articles and shit that he was doing for oh, all yeah, that other yeah. stuff. It would, I think it'd be hilarious. Honestly, I mean, what you just said there where it's like, you know, a 30-minute video. If anything, maybe don't do asterisks, but like phase one, he does something to recap phase one, phase two, phase mm-hmm. three, phase four. Um, and the reason that this was kind of brought up, and again, no spoilers for WandaVision, but essentially something happened last week and um, there's hardcore fans that watch this show. They had no clue who a certain person was. Um, so that, I think, moving forward could be very, not damaging, but very confusing for certain viewers, potentially. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm remembering what you're talking about now. And yeah, you've got to have a lot of context to really get the full effect of a couple of the things that they do and say. Um, so yeah, I think, I think too, if you're Disney and you want a way for people to connect better with the product, I think they need to bring people along more. And maybe that means more expansive, you know, previously on, um, which I, I like those, but I also dislike them because I feel like it spoils the episode you're about to watch because they point out the shit that's important from before, Mm -hmm. but I I digress. Um, there is a lot of context that you need to have to be an active MCU fan and really get everything. And so whatever, whatever form it takes, they got to keep people informed. Um, and that'd be a pretty fun way to do it. Certainly easier than like the Wikipedia, um, for star Wars online, which is massive and hard to navigate. But yeah, they got to start thinking like that because they've got a whole damn universe to, uh, to keep track of. <laughs> massive and hard to um, navigate was the name of my sex tape. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> God, I don't have a proper segue into this, but um, we're going to get into our last news story of the day. We saved it for last because we know Seth is so fucking excited about this. Um, We've been talking for a while now about The Last of Us, uh, which is going to get the series treatment uh, over on HBO. Neil Druckmann, who was the director of the game, is involved. The game! Um, and we got <laughs> the game. We got huge ass news uh, today. Sounds like we have castings for our main characters, um, and I've seen one of them, but not the second. So Seth is about to hit so, us with some breaking news um, to talk about who these castings are. Break yourself, fool! <laughs> and that's when you break. Tight. It won't be breaking news by the time they hear it. It'll, it'll, they'll, they'll see it tomorrow. Actually, this breaking I mean, to people me. might. This does come out tomorrow, doesn't it? So, maybe, maybe if people hear it for the first time tomorrow before they look at Twitter, I don't know. Um, you guys, so you guys saw the casting of Ellie. So that was Bella Ramsey, correct? Mm-hmm. I don't know anything yeah. about her. Um, I she was I, in Game of Thrones, so yeah. I, I, I would imagine she's a very good British actor. It seems like that's the only type of people yeah. they have on Game of Thrones. She doesn't entirely, you know, I think they could probably do enough with makeup and things like that to make her look like Ellie. Um, looks similar enough, I guess. Um, the uh, casting for Joel uh, is one I'm excited about because I know this actor. Um, it is Gilbert Godfrey. Flavor Flav. Oh, Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Um, no, he, he, this, this actor is going to get to show his face actually in, in this show. Uh, it's going to be Pedro Pascal. Ooh. No shit. Ooh. 
Fucking A. I would watch the shit. At, well, it's basically The Mandalorian anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't He's just going to get cast in escort mission uh, shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, the, I mean, I think that's a great choice. He looks similar enough, and again, they'll make him up and stuff. Um, gross. He's got to grow a beard out. Um, but uh, I think he, I think he has to keep a similar accent to Joel. Um, so I, I think he's going to have to do that, that southern type accent. Uh, mm-hmm. Accent. Um, but I mean, he's a great actor and he can do anything. So go yeah. for it. Well, he was a he was a Kentucky man in uh, in Kingsman too. So he's oh, he's yeah. got that. He'll yeah. probably. They'll probably decartoonish eyes it uh, a little bit. That one was pretty mm-hmm. pretty out there. But um, did he's you got just some, say decartoonish ish it? Decartoonish eyes. I don't know. Whatever you said, that was awesome. Yeah, I love this. Um, I'm finding this out for the first time. I, I think this is great. I've seen him in a couple of movies. There's another one called Prospect that nobody saw. Um, where he, it's an export ex, escort mission in space, and um, he was pretty good in that one too. So I, I've really enjoyed everything I've seen him in, uh, and you know, obviously he's there's really strong direction uh, and and good funding for this. Um, they've got some strong actors in the leads. We'll see how they sort of transform themselves into these, um, uh, you know, southern characters with these accents. But uh, I think typically, you know, the the British people, especially if if that actress is British, uh, someone would need to confirm that for me. Um, usually, do a pretty good job of that. Uh, I know Andrew Lincoln, I think, is the guy who plays um, the main character in Walking Dead, is a good example of that. So um, this is interesting. But I love the the um, Pedro Pascal. I think he'll be a really good sort of uh, front man for uh, for this once they start putting ads out for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, earlier today it was uh, it was announced that Mahersha Ali was was <laughs> cast, and I know that people were kind of wishy washy on whether or not. And I was like, you know what? Give me a switch up of it. And that honestly was news for maybe thirty minutes, and then now um, uh, Pedro Pascal and I, I I'm down for it. I mean, you know, obviously with Mando and whatnot, and I think that he'll do really well. And um, not to be selfish or anything, but that puts him more in a spotlight, and everyone says that I look like him. So, I mean, more <laughs> the merrier, you know? The other thing I'll say, I, I, I never heard the Mahershala Ali rumor, but anything that Mahershala is going to be in gets me fucking jacked. Um, but in this case, I would rather him focus on Blade because him and Blade is going to be the shit. Yeah. And so uh, I don't want him distracted from that. So if they're still working on Blade, he needs he needs to maybe put a pause on all that other shit and let Pedro Pascal take all the jobs. I'd be fine with that. And I guess I'm I, maybe I'm uh, out of the know on this one, but have they mentioned series-wise how potentially long this could be or is they going to be playing it uh, season by season? I don't know. I don't think they really talked about it. I don't know if the if the first season is going to be the first game and the second, mm-hmm. I, I guess I just don't know how, because this girl um, the, the, that's playing uh, Ellie, she's 17. Um, there's stuff in The Last of Us games and comics that taste, pl- take place when she's like 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's going to be a little bit of an age difference there that they might have to go a bit older with Ellie, with her being 17. Um, she's Ellie's like, I think she's 17 in The Last of Us 2, which she looks way older yeah she looks like 24 (laughs) but uh 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, it'll be interesting to see where they go with the age stuff here, but um, and they can always you know have someone play a, even younger Ellie, you know, kind of just do a little bit of a flashback type thing or something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm excited though. I can't wait to can't wait to see it. Yeah, this is going to be fun. We'll definitely be keeping an eye out for The Last of Us over on HBO. Um, so if you already have my HBO Max password, <laughs> um, keep an eye out for that when it when it finally does come out. Still a while Will to do. go yet. Still in the casting phase. But uh, yeah, lots of great stuff to come. All right, so a lot of movie news. We, it's been a little while since we've done so much movie news, but uh, it feels good to get back into it. That's what we think of some of the latest headlines. What do you think? Alrighty, let's uh, let's take a quick stroll through the week that has been in film and TV. Uh, let's take a look at what we watched. What? 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 I'm gonna start here um, by throwing it back a little bit to Fargo. So I, a few weeks ago, I talked about Fargo season one and how um, how great that was. Um, so Fargo season two, uh, Gina and I just finished up last night, and holy shit. Um, here's what I'll say. If, if you have been watching Fargo and you've watched season one, what I would say is that I didn't think the finale was as satisfying, but everything else I thought was be- even better than in season one, which is crazy to say because season one was excellent. Okay, here's just some of the cast. Kirsten Dunst, uh, Patrick Wilson is in this, Jesse Plemons I mentioned, uh, Gene Smart. Gene Smart is who I was trying to place. Um, she's been in... God, what's the thing I'm... Oh, she's in The Accountant, for one thing. Um, Youth and Revolt, A Simple Favor. Maybe I don't remember her. Maybe she's not the person I thought she was. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, Ted Danson is in this as well. Um, uh, uh, guy that played Ron Swanson. J- uh, Nick Offerman, he's in this. There's a stat... Kristen Milioti from uh, How I Met Your Mother and from uh, Palm Springs is in this. Bokeem Woodbine is in this Brad Garrett, uh, it's just fucking stacked. There's a thousand, a thousand stars in this. And it's basically about some of the small town, Minnesota and South and North Dakota, kind of that area of the country. Um, and these like crimes that basically organized crime that goes on. And some of the civilians who get mixed in with it and some of the police who get mixed in with it. Um, a lot of big, big twists and turns and surprises. A uh, lot of really cool scenes in this, a lot of fucking remarkable acting. Um, so again, uh, jump on board with Fargo. Um, I would say still watch it from the beginning. See season one. Season two is actually something of a flashback from season one. So it'll help you for context if you if you do start with season one, even though they're pretty disconnected from one another. Besides that fact, um, so big recommends. I'm gonna keep recommending Fargo, and and we're gonna keep working through it. And I'll be back to review season three probably another time. But season two of Fargo, fucking excellent. Um, so check out Fargo if you're not if you haven't seen any of that yet. Um, let's go next here. Um, Jared, we're going to go to you, um, to talk about, sounds like a a docu-series, uh, that you just caught today. Is this a Netflix release? Yes, yes. Netflix docu-series, True Crime. Um, this one is called Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. And, um, it's kind of a weird structure where the main 
topic is supposed to be this uh, disappearance on, uh, I believe, February 1st, 2013, of this uh, woman kind of traveling abroad, I believe, called, uh, her name is Elisa Lam, and this was kind of a viral video back then where uh, she's in an elevator for like four minutes, very acting strange, pushing a lot of buttons, kind of like doing these weird movements, going in the hallway, and just disappears, um, and that's kind of what this docuseries covers, but also it's almost, like I said, this weird two-part thing where it's the disappearance and kind of you know trying to find this missing woman but also kind of the history and what the Cecil Hotel um, essentially has been where I think it was built in like the 20s and then obviously the Great Depression it kind of lost its luster and then in the like 70s and 80s uh, I mean it's downtown LA so they said that it basically it turned into like drugs uh, prostitution murder and stuff like that like they uh they brought in, uh, which I thought was odd for some of the people. I was kind of like, why are you in this documentary? But they brought in a guy that uh, like had stayed there um, for you know p- long periods of times in the 80s. And he's like, yeah, I never went above the sixth floor because crazy shit went down up there. Um, so you can only imagine what was going down over there. Um, overall, it's an interesting uh, story. And um, I, I will say it's very messy because it, it's kind of like, where are we focused on? Or are we focused on the hotel and the history of it and kind of everything that's surrounding it? Or are we focused on the missing uh, woman, essentially? Um, it does do some interesting things because, again, this was a video that went viral kind of before or on the cusp of what viral videos on YouTube essentially was. And it brought in a lot of people um, true crime enthusiasts and YouTubers and stuff, and they they uh, showcase them of being like, oh no, this is a conspiracy. See if you stop on this one frame and zoom in and change the opacity and this that. Basically, what people do for Easter egg breakdown videos, they were doing for this uh, missing persons case and, and red light challenges. Yeah, and red light challenges. Yeah, check those out. The silhouette challenge on uh, TikTok. Go check yeah. it out. I posted a really, really good one earlier today. It's uh, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, this this docu series. I, I think if you're a big fan of true crime, you're going to enjoy it. I thought the biggest uh, negative for myself was the messy structure and the fact that they had testimonials from people that honestly had no reason to be in this um at all uh other than that i you know maybe it's four episodes it could have been three again because they they padded it out but if the that case if you remember that case from 2013 um it's more of that so if you were intrigued in that uh check this one out netflix do it netflix that's uh that's crime scene the vanishing at the cecil hotel uh a lot of creepy shit going on in hotels, especially this one from the fucking mm-hmm. sounds of it. You were telling us you were telling us a little bit uh, in uh, a little bit of a spoiler detail before the show, and some of the stuff sounds pretty fucking wild. So <laughs> yeah. if you want to hear about a crazy ass hotel? Uh, go check this one out on Netflix. This is available uh, already. Did you get an early copy, or is this already out there? For uh, this came out today, Wednesday. So uh, Thursday, people, it is ready to be watched. There you go. There you go. Go check that one out on Netflix now. Uh, let's see, Jared, let's talk a little bit about, um, Malcolm and Marie. So this is another Netflix, uh, release that you and I caught over the weekend. Seth, you, you didn't see this, right? Uh-uh. Okay. I didn't think so. So this is Zendaya and, uh, John David Washington, pretty much a, well, not even pretty much it. It's a two actor film. Uh, this was actually shot during quarantine. Um, and the entire thing takes place in a, a little vacation house. 
uh, well, actually, a big ass vacation house. Um, <laughs> these two, uh, these two are a couple. Um, John David Washington's character Malcolm is a filmmaker, and um, and Zendaya is his his long term girlfriend. And um, I don't know. I, I don't want to say too much about the setup because some of those things I think are meant to be revealed through the conversation that they're having in the story. But what I will say is this essentially amounts to you know, an hour and 45 minutes of this couple getting into fights. <laughs> and uh, that's, uh, and it almost feels too like, um, it feels kind of like another stage play. Uh, you know, we just recently had One Night in Miami um, from the stage play and kind of that close quarters, not a lot of scenery changes, a lot of monologue and a lot of dialogue. So this is just basically two actors just going bang, 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 back and forth at one another. I've heard this described by another reviewer as a boxing match, and that feels really accurate. Um, I, I think it's it's interesting. I ended up really liking this, um, and I've seen a lot of mixed stuff, um, but I really did enjoy it. It's, it's all in black and white, and it has a great look, uh, and I love these two actors. So I was really enjoying seeing them just absolutely chew this script up and um, and really put some, put some oomph uh, into their performances, but Jared, I know, um, I caught a little bit of your review. It sounds like you were maybe, maybe a little bit lower, uh, in mixed territory on what you thought of this one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you said a boxing match because yeah, my, my one word that I said for this movie was exhausting. Um, I don't like arguments, let alone people, couples arguing. And that's the whole movie of them loving each other, hating each other, making up and rinse and repeat essentially. Um, that's the one part that I didn't like. I thought, I mean, all the technical aspects, like it was shot so damn well of it following them through the house, you know, exploring all of the space. You know, they obviously went the artsy route with um, some grainy filter and obviously black and white. Um, and I thought their performances, their chemistry worked really well, but I just did not like the fact and kind of the main meat of this story of these two budding heads the whole time. Uh, the script really didn't work for myself where it did have some ideas ideas and messages that they were trying to hit home especially in the hollywood kind of filmmaking sphere and i'm curious cody if they they landed for yourself but for me i just felt like it, it brought up an interesting aspect and then it's boom we jump to a different argument or them smoking or them eating mac and cheese like it just kept going and going and uh by the end of it i i honestly needed to go out and take a smoke because i was exhausted yeah it, it, it kind of is tiring. They never really... Um, so the, the this isn't spoiler territory, but this, this entire thing takes place very late at night after the end of a long night that they've both had. And I think... I, I know I've... And maybe the reason I like it is because I can relate to it a lot. I don't, I don't think that's a good thing. Um, but they basically stay up most of the night because they're in this fight. And so it's like... It's a fight that neither of them want to be in, but they both want to make their points... And they're both relentless about it. And so this fight just keeps going on and on and on. And I've been in that situation. Um, and it sucks, but it was good. Maybe maybe that was why I enjoyed it. I could I could relate to it and I felt seen. And I, I, I know what it's like to be in that position where it's like, I don't want to fucking talk to you right now because I'm mad at you. and I But, but I don't want to disconnect from this fight either. And so, um, 
yeah, I don't know if that's healthy or not. Um, <laughs> probably not. In fact, that's probably why all those relationships ended for me. But um, it's interesting here. Uh, you know, you get a lot of the nuance of their relationship just kind of as an onlooker into these kind of really personal moments. Um, so I, you know, I, I dug it. I think I can totally understand the point. You know, if you don't want to watch couples fight, don't fucking watch this. Um, but uh, if you want to see some really good acting performances and you want to see kind of a tough uh, relationship and some people who are, um, you know, fighting at times to uh, to keep it going and to not, uh, then I think I think I think a lot of folks will have. I think I would bet that most couples, this movie will remind them of a fight they had one day, one time. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's really I think it's relatable on some level to most folks. We'll see. Maybe it's just me. But um, Jared, I, I think maybe for some folks, um, and I don't know if this is a fair comparison because I haven't seen this other movie, but I know Marriage Story has a lot of kind of close quarters, uh, um, kind of uh, scream fighting with, with the, the married folks in that situation. Would you compare the two? Are there any similarities? Would people who liked Marriage Story maybe like this? I'm just trying to draw a comparison. I don't have a compa- I don't have a comparable for this. I would say that yeah, there's there's similarities to it. I mean, like obviously Marriage Story covers a longer period of time and whatnot. This is this is real time. You know, it's it's an hour and forty minutes of a night. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say maybe real time, but yeah, it's like you're saying, it's a late night. It's you wanting to go to bed, but needing to maybe solve this argument. But another argument stems from that one. And then maybe you're like, oh, we're all lubby-dubby. And then maybe you say the wrong word. And then another fight flares up. Um, Yeah. I think that, Cody, you're right where it does hit home probably for quite a few people. I would think so. I mean, Seth knows. I've been in some fights that took all night. <laughs> so when him yep. and I lived together, he he always uh, he was always a witness to those kind of fucking things. So, uh, I, yeah, that's that's why I think it's particularly funny that I I feel like I I've related to this movie. Um, not super proud of it, but I can. <laughs> so this is uh, Malcolm and Marie uh, again. That's John David Washington as Malcolm and Zendaya as Marie. And by the way, there was a lot of news that got made about their age difference and whether or not that was okay. There's a reason for that. I guess I'll just say that for anyone mm-hmm. who was bothered by that. It, the fucking script calls for that. So get off, get off of it. Um, but uh, I'm going to give this a recommend. Check it out for yourself. Uh, might not be for everybody. Uh, kind of mixed people. Uh, not everybody Not everybody enjoying it. Some are, some aren't. So uh, head out there on Netflix if this sounds interesting to you and you can watch this one right now for yourself. Alrighty, we got one more movie to review. I have not seen this one, but the two of you have. Uh, Seth, maybe you can set this one up for us. All I know about this one is that uh, it's, it sounds like it's going to result in some wet Cody's when I see it. Uh, <laughs> but maybe you can set this up for the folks at home. Uh, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> oh. um, this one, yes, yeah, called Derek Delgadio's, I think that's his name, uh, In and of Itself. Uh, it's on Netflix. Check it out. It's actually been out for a few weeks now, um, but it's kind of it's kind of making the rounds and catching on. Um, it's a documentary, um, but it's kind of got some interesting. It's a documentary, but also like a stage show, like a kind of like an illusion show, but it tells a story. Um, essentially, the main theme is. Um, identity uh what what do you see yourself as or what do you identify with as not in terms of just like what what makes you you 
and how, what what do you do, what what's what what do you consider yourself? You are a what? You are a like a job or you know how like what what do you, what would you define yourself as? Is kind of the main theme. Um, I'm not going to say too much because I think this is. I, I think if you have a Hulu account, you need to watch it. Um, I think it's, uh, I think it'll speak to anyone, honestly. Um, it's, it, you know, it's, it's got a, got a powerful message and story kind of cloaked behind some illusions. Um, some pretty crazy things. It, it, you know, it's not like magic, like pull a rabbit out of a hat necessarily. Um, but it's, I gotta, I, again, I don't want to say too much um, because I think a lot of a lot of what he does is it's so much better to watch it mm-hmm. like without knowing going in. Um, but I'll say there, you know, there are some, there are a few moments where you know it's like your classic illusions, but then some of them are like super well done, like kind of like um, that Magic for Humans episode I talked about that made me cry that one time with sure. his mom. Um, definitely not like it's not like sweet like that type of cry like there it's very it's 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 almost like this guy is a storyteller magician stage actor but also able to like almost a therapist in this weird roundabout way yeah um seth you would mention this to us to watch and I, I'm glad that there has been a little bit of time between me finishing this and recording because <laughs> I, this is maybe the, sec, this is the second hardest I've cried this year. Um, <laughs> I mentioned that I watched Coda, a, a Sundance movie, and I physically could not breathe. Um, this was an experience that I think everyone needs to watch. And it was weird because I was like, okay, this is podcast homework. I'm going to maybe you know work on a some thumbnails in the background and the first 30 seconds i closed my laptop i turned my phone on silent i put everything aside just because the weird feeling of this opening bit and it tells you right right up front Mm -hmm. please silence your phone and or turn off your phone and yep um distance from distractions and all that stuff And, and yeah and that's the thing is it is a one man small stage play i'm imagining up in a like very small area in like new york city like a you know off broadway or something like that um and and that they treat it that way because like you said seth the opening is like please silence your phone now and i'm like oh okay I'll, i'll do this and five minutes in i am already crying um because the way that this guy was able to craft a message along with musical cues, along with kind of metaphors and and taking these ideas and illustrating them to really hit you in the core. Um, that's, it, it's so hard to talk about this without spoiling it. I Honestly, everyone needs to watch this. I told my sister, I sent her a picture of the poster and I said, you watch us on Hulu, that's all. I don't have to tell you anything else. Um, but there's certain parts of this that honestly, I, I mean, I'm getting a little emotional right now talking about it. Uh, <laughs> it, it. It it hit me so hard, so close at home because it's who are you, but who do people think you are? 
And where is mm-hmm. that divide? Hmm. It, it's it's a fast once you're watching this it's a fascinating thing and Seth I don't know if you had a mixed feelings or maybe looked at it in a different way but like when he is going through those people and saying kind of what they are there's certain ones that I'm like oh, he said the it got me it got me that's what I'm going to get at <laughs> mm-hmm. man this is so I'm 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 intrigued. I'm so intrigued <laughs> just about what it is, right? Because like I, I have a, a picture in my head, and I feel like I'm way off on, on what this is going to be. But I'm fascinated. Um, I wish, honestly, I don't have time to watch this for a few days. Um, but uh, I'm really fucking cranked to watch this. I love that kind of self exploration through the medium. Um, this was kind of part of the reason, and uh, forgive me if this isn't a fair uh, connection to make because I haven't seen this movie yet, um, but I felt it sounds like some of the similar things that I was feeling during um, um, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood to when Tom Hanks was um, Mr. Rogers and kind of that sense of that person is talking to you and you're thinking about what they're saying in the context of yourself and then that brings stuff up. So if that's the case, like fucking sign me up. Like I'll get this. I didn't. I also didn't know when you told us about it that it was available on Hulu. Now I I forget. I must have missed that oh. connection. So I yeah. could have watched this already. Um, so this is this is this is available to watch on Hulu now. And it sounds like what you guys are saying is must fucking watch. Just dive into it when you get a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't say necessarily it's gonna be warm fuzzy feelings. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get that. It's not. You know. It's more of an emotional, like, deep down mm-hmm. type. Yeah, it's it's not like sure. You know, it oh, not God. watching Bob Ross paint. <laughs> right. No, it God, <laughs> sure it, again again. I want to say so much, but I want people to watch this. Um, it <laughs> certain things were said that I really connected with. Certain things that were said I absolutely hated. But it's because I could see myself in the things he was saying. Um, mm. I will say that. I like this. This sounds therapeutic. So this, what's the name of the guy again? Tell me his name. Derek. It's, it says Derek Delgadio, I think. D-E-L and then capital G-A-U-D-I-O. Derek Delgadio. He doesn't really say itself. his name, I don't think. So this is, uh, again, I'm looking at it right now. This is on, yep, here we go. Derek Delgadio's In and of Itself. So this is out there on Hulu now. You guys can go watch this. Um, They list it as a drama biography. Um, So it sounds like a little bit of play with the medium there based on what you guys are saying. Um, But sounds like it's going to hit you right in your soul. So um, check that shit out if you want to go for a little emotional roller coaster. But it sounds like don't take it fucking lightly um, because you guys both said it was pretty affecting. So um, get a get a chance to sit down and uh, and chew this one up, and it sounds like uh, something that I need to do over this next week. Maybe I'll talk about my experience next week on the live show. So uh, in and of itself is out there on Hulu. Malcolm and Marie and Crime Scene: The Vanishing at uh, Cecil Hotel. Those two are available on Netflix, uh, and then also Fargo season two is on Hulu as well. So all of these things you can go out and watch right now if you want to catch up with us. Cause that's what we watched this last week. What? 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 Come on! All right, uh, we are just about through with this episode here. But before we go, you know, we got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. So I've been talking. Uh, I think last week I talked about virtual reality and the um, 
the fun stuff that I was doing to try to kind of try to get physical a little bit. And uh, my whole point on, on the VR thing this week is just don't forget, guys, that the decisions you make in virtual reality can have real world consequences. <laughs> uh, I, I told you guys a little bit about this beforehand. I got a football game um, for, uh, for, for the Oculus 2 VR, Quest 2 VR. And um, you're basically just the quarterback, so you throw passes. And I played it for like, I, I was doing it before the Super Bowl, so I was really pumped up about football. And so I was throwing, I probably threw 2,000 passes. And my arm was not ready for that. It is now three entire days later, and my arm is still not quite right again. Um, I think it's just soreness, but like my back and my leg from like your the way that you're throwing motion with the football, you've pushed off that back leg. I am fucked up. And that's primarily because I'm way out of shape. But that was that was just my reminder for folks. If you're diving back into getting working out in general, or if you're doing the VR thing, just be prepared for some soreness because I was not. That shit caught me completely off guard. Started a new audiobook. I guess I can do that. Um, the newest edition of the Orphan X books um, is out. Yeah, they're still going. Um, still hoping for the the series that apparently is rumored for Apple TV Plus, but who knows? Um, this is the the newest one. is called uh, Prodigal Son. Some it, it's uh, now essentially the the guy Orphan X who is like essentially a a uh, vigilante helping people out. He's kind of retired now, but is um, brought into the game again uh, for um, some family reasons. So. Uh, he's got he's to break his retirement. So I still love these books. Um, they're the, the Orphan X series, and uh, I think it's going to be a dope, dope, dope show once they make it because it's going to be kind of like – it's like part Batman, part James Bond, and I don't know. Maybe that's it. Part Batman, part James Bond. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's dope. Check it out. Boom. Orphan X. Uh, by the way, if you're not already on Audible uh, and you want the audio version of this, audibletrial.com slash SoCo, you can get that first one for free. Free! Um, and for my one more thing, um, every now, like every night now, I don't know, I'm trying to, you know, just uh, work through kind of like schedule, organize, you know, be better with my time and whatnot, and also like finding time to relax for myself. So every night I try to maybe game for a little bit now, and one of the PlayStation Plus games for PlayStation 5 has been um, uh, PlayStation, what, what the heck is it? Something All-Stars? Uh, Seth, what Destruction is it? Destruction All-Stars. All <laughs> uh, basically, you get cars and you crash into one another. Um, very simple, very fun. Uh, it's just mindless, essentially, but it's also very satisfying when uh, you get a, a, like a hero car that has a giant uh, like blade on the front of it and you slice the car in, in half. Uh, nothing too crazy, but just definitely kind of just a therapeutic fun game to play every now and then so uh that's what i've been doing just playing games a little bit more nice i love a good like i love the big time games the last of us and the you know the the spider-mans and all that stuff but um i love just a very simple basic game that i don't need to think about and i can just kind of play for a while that is pretty i agree that is kind of meditative almost um so that is pretty fun for me that was um uh, Crash Bandicoot. I can play Crash Bandicoot the same level. I could just play it 50 times in a row and not really think about it. So that is good. I like it. I like that as a wind down activity. Um, 
So we got uh, we got some gaming. We got some. Um, well, we got a couple of versions of gaming. We got the VR and the controller type, and we got a new book uh, in the Orphan X series, which you can go grab on Audible as well. So that's gonna be it this week for one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. That's gonna do it for <laughs> episode 182 of the SoCo Show. We want to thank you guys for uh, joining us, spending a little bit of time with us this week. Uh, first of all, big reminder that uh, next week, uh, February 18th, big time, big, big time. time, February 18th, uh, 8 p.m. Central Time, over on the J Buck Studios YouTube page at Jared Buckendall. Head on over there. We are going to be live for episode 183 of the Soko Show. We hope you guys will be able to join us. Uh, hop into the comments, be a part of the conversation, and um, I don't know. I think we'll have some fun. We got some uh, pretty goofy stuff. Uh, we'll have to figure out what we're going to do <laughs> for the show, but um, it'll be goofy, it'll be fun, and uh, it'll be a lot better if we get um, some fun audience members in there. So we hope you'll join us, uh, bring some friends to the party, help us grow it a little bit also, uh, and we look forward to seeing you there. Uh, so Jared, besides the upcoming live show, for folks who are headed over to the J-Buck Studios YouTube page, uh, what should they keep an eye out for this week? Um, this week, I think that there's going to be a couple more Sundance reviews. I've been trying to uh, slowly trickle those out before uh, South by Southwest comes up, which they actually announced the slate of films that are coming out uh, for that. So that's exciting. Um, WandaVision uh, reactions and then, uh, yeah, just SoCo Show Live next Thursday. Be there, people. Mm-hmm. Also, get on those and become an anchor wanker because then Cody has to drink. Wanker tequila or something yeah i'm drinking tequila or something for new anchor wankers so don't forget if you've been waiting waiting to become a wanker uh wait no more now's the perfect time to jump on we also hope you'll head out to uh drop us some voicemail on the anchor page so uh send some traffic over that way um also you know jared was talking about what's on the youtubes but don't forget to jump over to the tiktok as well follow that jbuck studios tiktok page for some great stuff um and uh, yeah, just keep in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter at Soko Show Pod uh, for updates. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to having everybody next week for the live show. Finally, big shouts out to all of our anchor wankers out there. Thank you Wanker. guys for keeping the show going. And to our sponsors as well. We hope you guys will click their links in the description box uh, and use their services if you can. But for now, uh, that's going to wrap us up for this 182nd episode of the SoCo Show. So for the bro host, Jared Buckendall, and the so host, Seth Ott, I've been the co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye.